0: everybody. This is April Stutzman. We got another episode here for you of Glory Stories. I'm so excited to be interviewing this special guest today to talk about the glory of God, some of the first times they experienced the presence of God, how they cultivated the presence of God, and different stories that impacted their life, whether it was transformation the glory, miracles that happened. And I want you to be a part of what This guest has to say how they have experienced the heart of God in his presence, so that you, my friend, can enjoy their story and see how you too can experience the glory and the presence of God in your everyday life. So, I'd like to welcome my special guest that I'm interviewing. I'm so excited to be on this afternoon. I cannot wait to interview
1: Adrian Dill. I'm so excited. These guys from Australia, uh, just the revelation and the dream anointing they carry. And I'm just going to give a few minutes for people to start logging on. And I just want to release the glory. Just over here soaking, spending time with the Lord. Thank you, Jesus just tell me where you're logging in from hey how are you I'm just asking the, the Lord to to answer some of you guys questions tonight just want to be in tune with Holy Spirit tonight and, and uh, through the podcast as you listen to the replay I'm just amazed at some of the testimonies. so I just asked you if you have a testimony on glory stories hey dad how are you if you have a testimony on glory stories just to send it in email us um, check out the podcast thank you holy spirit we have so much um just to unpack for you tonight i can just feel the revelation is coming in and uh just just quiet yourself if you're watching and you're logging in just say hey just tell me where you're logging in from We'll add, Adrian in just a second. Thank you, Jesus. Just tell me where you're logging in. What state? We'll be praying for people tonight as the Holy Spirit leads. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you're on here and you know anybody that needs a healing or breakthrough or really needs to hear from the Lord, just share it. Hey, see a few more people logging in. Just say, hey, if you're on here watching live, share the broadcast. I want to give a few more minutes before we get started. Adrian will be coming on any minute. Takes a little green button that should pop up to request it. Little technical difficulties. Sometimes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I, Father, I just release the glory over everybody that's, that is that is watching right now or listening under the sound of my voice. Lord, just release your glory on them. Just take a minute to just detox from your day at work. You're busy, you're grocery shopping or you're taking care of the kids or your are at work. Just, just take a second to just still yourself before the Holy Spirit. should be adding adrian hey. We're- oh, hey how are you hey we got it <laughs> praise god praise god i'm so excited to be interviewing <laughs> adrian tonight he he carries so much it's hard to even introduce you you've been around the world and signs and wonders and dreams and best-selling author i got one of your books here of Perfect oh. yeah. I have your dream book, and I'm just delighted to, to have you on tonight. And I just celebrate that revelatory realm. I so honor the revelatory realm that you and, and both Adam, carry. it's such a such a sweet presence from the Lord.
2: Thank you, April. So thanks for
1: coming on.
2: Thank you, April. It's a really it's a pleasure <laughs> for me to be on. You know, so uh, today of all days, they're actually preparing the road outside directly outside the window here so if we hear some you know construction then i would take that and the book that you've just shown us which is god's prophetic symbolism in everyday life for me that would be indicating that destinies are being made you know the path or the, the way in hebrew the word is derek and so the way is being prepared um for us and so those who are watching today uh, there's a new door opening uh and also sense um uh, from John chapter 9, that the blind eyes are being opened. You know, that's not just physical but spiritual. And Adam has a fantastic story. I, I don't want to steal his thunder, but when Jesus healed the blind man, Adam has some great revelation. When he, Jesus healed the blind man, he didn't make a mistake. He um, he actually brought him spiritual sight as he, when he saw men as trees because spiritually we're trees, Psalm 1, Jeremiah 17. And then he restored his natural. so first we see in the spirit and then we see in the natural so powerful
1: amen amen so if you're logging in i see some people still logging in go ahead and share this broadcast just take your phones and share this because we're going to be hey alex how are you alice parkson's on here love him love his wife Expecting a baby. That's so awesome. We're just going to dive right into this. I just want to share with as many people as possible as we start talking about the glory and diving into the glory. <laughs> hey, Jennifer, how are you? Whoa. Hey, Mike, how are you? Naomi, how are you? Whoo. Hey, hey it's you
3: doing,
2: Jordan. It's good to see you.
1: Yeah, it's good to see you guys. I love them. All right, so we're gonna dive into your glory story, Adrian. You want to share the first time, or, or one first time, or, or the most important time that you ever felt the glory, the presence of God? People describe
2: it as presence. People describe it as glory. Wow, I mean, I feel that even talking about it brings the presence, Come and uh, you know, the presence is the kingdom. For where the king is, there is the kingdom. And Come so on. wherever we uh, cultivate the the presence, the kingdom's there. Um, let me just, th- first of all, you know, I got born in 1985. And in 1985, I heard the audible voice of God. I was absolutely so hungry for God. Come on, I, I was going to a traditional church searching and I was trying to remember the Nicene Creed. I was trying memorising the Nicene Creed to, to find God. And wow. I was writing I was riding what we call a push bike in Australia, but a bicycle, uh, mm-hmm. home from work. I used to ride, you know, it would have been 12 miles or something like that from work. Wow. And- um, That's pretty good fl- ways. <laughs> it is, it's, it's great. It's to
1: think, yeah. It
2: does. And uh, I heard a voice next to me, and I thought there was another guy on a bike because you, you, you mm-hmm. pass people and people pass you as you, and I was out in the plains, I was out in the flat area, and God's voice said to me, I'm going to lead you to someone that's going to Mm -hmm. further your Christian walk, and I just about fell off my my bike. (laughs) I I looked around, and there was nobody there, and I went, whoa. And what happened was that that was the night I was leaving one place of employment and going to another, and in the next place, three weeks later, uh, I was working at my desk. I was a draftsman, a survey draftsman, so doing a bit of surveying and a bit of drafting, a bit of estimating, and... uh, I heard a guy talking about the Lord uh, and it just, the whole door opened to me and my life changed. Absolutely. In 1985. But, but what I found from that was that I was hungry. And I think that hunger is a pivotal part of God's response uh, and causes God to respond. You know, if you seek him first, then he responds. And so it's reciprocal. Uh, to, and it's almost like reciprocal to the degree of hunger that you have. And so there's that. But when Adam and I uh, minister together, particularly the, the glory comes um, Come so powerfully. And you, we were talking prior to our broadcast about the music that Adam and I play, those sounds. Um, Come on. Come on. They do cultivate the glory. And so um, for me, one of the things that I use to get into the glory is I open the word and maybe open up the Hebrew behind the word. And, you know, I, I get on a trail and suddenly the presence of God comes on that trail. You know the unction of the Spirit of God when uh, something's opening. And uh, for me, as a teacher, prophetic teacher, then things open like that. But also in worship, you can be a, a prophetic worshiper, or you can be a, a musician as a prophet. You can be a seer prophet. You can be a teaching prophet. There are many. Uh, you can be a, a knobby prophet. You can be one that's ecstatic. You know, there's, there are so many different. Um, expressions of the prophetic we tend to box people in and so let me encourage those that um, perhaps haven't fit the mold of everybody else's expectations of what a mm-hmm. prophet is every one of us is more prophetic than we think
1: come on and
2: i, I really don't want to do all the talking but if, if you okay. want me to go for it i'm willing to to do this because we are all more prophetic than we think uh, how do i know that because you know you know the old testament mirrors for us our journey into the promised land just as they move from egypt through uh, the negev or the wilderness into the promised land we li- we move from being in the world into a place of having our minds transformed into the land of god's promises they went into the promised land we go to the land of god's promises as sons and we need our minds renewed uh, in the process so that we don't live by what we see, but we live by faith in what we know to be in that other realm. That's worshipping him in in spirit. And in truth means that you do that with your whole heart, so your heart and your head line up so that you have uh, the tumblers of a lock in alignment, and that is one man. And so what I'm saying to you is when we worship in spirit, by faith, in that realm, because we believe in an invisible God, and we align our heart. And I hid together, we're worshipping in spirit and in truth. Amen. Amen. Well, Amen. in that journey that Israel took from, from Egypt into the promised land, there's one verse that is pivotal mm-hmm. for them that God wanted them to grasp. And that was in Deuteronomy 8, verse 3, where God said, um, I, 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 um, He says, I led you into the wilderness. I caused you to hunger mm-hmm. and I fed you with manna. I humbled you and I caused you to hunger and I fed you with manna that you didn't know that your fathers didn't know that you might come to know that man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word spoken out of the mouth of God. That verse teaches us one thing or well, it teaches us many things, but it teaches us this pivotal point, And that is the whole of their experience in the wilderness, in the Negev was to learn to live by manna and manna, according to that verse, Deuteronomy 8 verse three is revelation. Manna is as that which proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so, we have to learn to live by revelation. And revelation provides the key to step into a kingdom truth.
3: Come on.
2: And if God releases that revelation to you, then he's given you the unction to apply it. And then we have to start to apply the revelation that he has released to us. I mean, for me, that's exciting. And what that means, April, is this, that every one of us who has been called to be a son... And we're both sons whether we be a male or female we're all sons we're all heirs of the kingdom All right and every one of us it means that every one of us must be more prophetic than we think because if revelation is the key in then it's the father's goodwill to give us the kingdom every one of us and so therefore we're all more revelatory more prophetic than we realize and whether we've been labelled as a prophet or not doesn't matter because every one of you when everyone
3: of that. There we go. There we go. Just saying.
1: Yeah. It does. yeah. Amen. Because be- before I got on with you, I was asking the Lord some scriptures about the very thing that you're talking about, because I really felt like you were going to be able to, to, to speak to some seers and some prophetic teachers on here. And the Lord gave me the scripture, Romans eight fourteen for those who are led by the Spirit are sons of God. And Amen. we're talking about it, and what you're saying is we as sons and daughters could carry the presence of God. We can cultivate it. We can experience God. And the Holy Spirit highlighted to me right before we got on that in John five nineteen. like you said, you have teacher prophets, you have seer prophets, you have prophetic people, sons and daughters, but Jesus had to look to see what the father's doing. And I don't, I don't know about you, but it's a kind of funny story. How I met you guys, I had an open vision of going to see you guys at Fresh Fire, and I wouldn't have went had God not told me, so I had to look to see what the Father was doing. He showed me, uh, and, and what I'm talking about, vision, is like Ephesians 1.18, we look with the eyes of our heart. So I saw a little video in black and white with the eyes of my imagination, like Paul prayed for, the, for you guys that are watching that are maybe seers, and I seen the meeting, and I went and you guys imparted it to me, and then I seen me doing webinars as a result, so I looked to see what the Father was doing, and then did webinars. So it's it's like you said, it's it's stepping into the kingdom now. But I wouldn't have known what to step into unless I looked to see what the Father was doing.
2: That's that's right. It's, a, it's the inquiring heart, isn't it? As a as a heart that's positioned itself, and God releases revelation. Some of that time uh, we don't realize it, but angels bring that revelation. The revel- revelation, angels. And uh, I find it interesting that in scripture. Um, Everybody speaks and they say, have you had an angelic encounter? Yes, I've had an angelic encounter. I've seen physical angels. Um, I've seen orbs on my head in photographs where there's not a refraction of light from spotlights where Adam and I may have been interpreting and and I understand that that thought that I get that wasn't mine that comes out of the blue is an angel just speaking to me. And I've, I've had children, Adam and I both have had children come up to us who often see angels better than parents do because they've not been schooled out of the supernatural. Come on. Uh, describing angels whispering into our ear before we interpret or bring a word and and, and vice versa. You know, so that for Adam and for myself, angels yeah. doing yeah. that. Now, do you I see that
1: over and over and over again in the scriptures. Yes. You know, when, when Joseph and Mary, I mean, it's it's
2: all throughout the word. But, but even more so is that which is not seen. And so we sometimes we read the scripture and we read the narrative or the story and we lose what's going on in the background. And I put a posting up on Instagram recently with that on it. Um, I did that because, you know, when, uh, when Joshua led to his men around Jericho, yeah. he pre- previously or prior to the fall of the walls of Jericho, he meets with the, the captain or the commander of the Lord of Hosts right so there's, there has to be a reason that God comes as the commander of the Lord of hosts there come on that means that the angels are engaged in what they're doing so they even though we don't see the angels push the walls down or the children of Israel didn't they were just being obedient angels pulled those walls down
1: come
2: on and likewise in John chapter five um, is it John 5 where Jesus uh, heals the centurion or oh, it's actually oh, uh, yeah. Matthew 8 where yeah, Jesus yeah. heals the centurion and the, the centurion describes the, the ranks in the spirit realm like he, he can he can com- compare his own I, he, I say come and one comes and I say go and another goes just mm-hmm. say the word Jesus obviously in that situation angels ministered the healing to his, well in John it's his son but in, in Matthew it's his servant and so what we realise is that there's a lot more going on here. Even in our audience here right now, angels are here present watching what's going on and watching our interaction and analysing and they're watchers, they're waiting.
3: Um,
2: and one of the things that is very interesting, uh, and Psalm 103 verse 20 says that, uh, it says, Praise the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength. Um, it says, Hearkening unto his voice, or do his commands or do his word. Uh, we can't command angels, but when, when we line our words up with the revelation that God gives us, so he gives it to our heart, and then we line our mouth up, which is a picture of Gideon, Gideon's flame in the left hand and the trumpet in the right hand. When the two things line up, then the enemy's routed because it's the glory being exposed. It's the glory of the kingdom, but it's God's word coming through our mouths. And so when we do release God's word, suddenly we are one man with him. It's not us speaking, but it's Jesus speaking through us, using us as an instrument Uh, like the shofar, which is a ram's horn or a symbol of strength in uh, Hebrew culture. It's had the flesh cut out and it's just, as it were, an instrument for the enemy or sorry, for God to actually broadcast through. And even though we might not understand what it is we're saying, we, we can't necessarily interpret the voice of a shafar or a trumpet immediately unless we've got a signaling, you know, we understand that three blasts mean such and such and so on. But Powerful. and likewise, we don't understand sometimes why we have to say what we have to say in the spirit realm as well Come because on. what we're doing is being obedient to the voice we're hearing.
1: That's good. I love that. Sometimes you give words and you're like, oh man, do I have to give that? And the Lord's like, That's yes, fine. you have to give that. And I love that you said it's about obedience. You know, sometimes it's great words to give, you know, sometimes you're ready. And then, but even the ones that you don't understand with your mind, you have to give.
2: Yes, yes.
1: It's faithfulness, right?
2: It is. I mean, mean, obedience, uh, I was talking to another uh, guy, another ministry just recently, and obedience is everything, whether you understand it or not. And I'm not sure that we all totally come to that place where we are.
3: Come
1: on. we're, we're, We're
2: growing into that. Um, and I, th- I think then God God's there, you know, regardless of whether it's, um, you know, positive, negative, profitable, unprofitable or whatever. But you're just being obedient and God's on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you were mentioned before some of the ways in which uh, I personally get into the glory. And I think it's good just to restate that music. You um, have that sample okay. there. But that is, that is very, very powerful in bringing the glory, particularly if you will allow yourself to become the trumpet or become the instrument. There is a time when it's not you speaking, but something takes over, yeah. particularly when Amen. you're singing in the spirit. Amen. And I, it's that time that I believe the angels respond because it's the voice of God coming through you. Amen. All right, so, hallelujah. It's Father, we powerful. thank you for the gift. Thank you for the gift. Uh, and Paul spent so much time explaining the gift in 1 Corinthians 14 for that very reason. It's such a pivotal part of the rest of the gifts of the Spirit. It, it's, it's almost like, I know that love and your heart really is the foundation, but it's almost like a catalyst or a key that opens up and mm-hmm. brings that revelation. Um, yeah. I, I can go in so many directions here, April. I'm being called on the inside everywhere. You mentioned before about the eyes of understanding being enlightened. and. Uh, Paul's uh, reference to that in Ephesians chapter one verse eighteen that your eyes you're understanding being enlightened. Do you understand that when Jonathan, this is the son of King Saul, dipped his javelin or spear in the honeycomb, Come on. he didn't hear that his father's edict that no one should eat until they'd routed the Philistines. He brought he brought it to his mouth, and the Bible says there in it's probably one Samuel fourteen or somewhere in that vicinity. Uh, it says that his eyes were enlightened.
3: Mm.
2: All right, so his eyes were enlightened. That means he got the spirit of understanding, boom, through the honey. What that that symbolizes is that honey is a symbol of revelation.
1: Amen. And
2: so that when Samson ate the honey from the lion's carcass, that's a picture, that is a picture for us of Jesus taking revelation out of the law or the territorial spirit and the control and the authority of the law that men want to use to condemn, uh, mm-hmm. he was he was drawing life out of that revelation, right, oh, and going exactly. on from that. Samson's more a picture of Christ than we realize. And I love to tell a story. If I'm, can I do that here? Yeah, yeah that. go for
1: it. Amen. Because
2: most of us have this image of Samson as a lech, you know, have a guy with a lust problem. But if you realize that Samson was... Um, handed over to the Philistines um, by Judah or by Jerusalem, if you like.
1: I just watched that the other, like two weeks ago. That's cool. Yeah, go for
2: it. Uh, And um, they they presented him, they bound him. Now, what we need to understand spiritually is that ropes in the Old Testament are the equivalent of words in the New Testament. So when we bind and loose... We actually do so with our words. They bound him with ropes, but it's a picture of Jesus, them trying to bind Jesus with two words of accusation, which couldn't hold him because he wasn't you know, a sinner. Wow. But what he does is he breaks free and he kills a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of an ass.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, uh, a thousand, according to Isaiah 60, verse 22, the Bible, the Bible says in Isaiah 60, verse 22, a small one will be a thousand, a little one a nation. A thousand is as a nation. And wow. so Samson killed a nation of Philistines, which is a picture wow. of Jesus defeating the nation or the totality of the demonic spirits. He, he triumphed over them in it. And wow. so he, he then he did it with a jawbone of an ass. So an, an ass is a servant or it can be wow. a, symbolic of stubbornness, but you always mm-hmm. interpret it in context. But it, yeah. it's really the servant in this situation. Wow. The jawbone of an ass speaks of the mouth of the ass or the words of a servant. So, Samson defeats a nation of Philistines, or Jesus defeats a nation of demons through the servant word. Wow. Or the word servant. And then he throws that (laughs) jawbone, and where it strikes the ground, it pours forth water. And that water is the water of heaven or the water of the Spirit of God. He opened heaven for us there. Now, in the midst of Samson killing the thousand Philistines, he cries out something very significant. You find it in John 19 as well. He says, I thirst. Mm.
3: Mm.
2: So just as Jesus cried out, I thirst, he was thirsting. Not only was he thirsting for natural water there at the cross, but he was thirsting for the waters of heaven to be opened. And now we know because of what Christ has done. And because of Samson's portrayal of that situation, that heaven's been opened. We should no longer be seeing heaven, open up heaven, open it wide. It's already open to us. Come on. Amen. Amen. So we need to be careful of the words that we pray because we put ourselves under those words when we start to sing, open it. Because as soon as we are doing that, we're saying it's not open. All right, now then, what happens next is this: that so Samson breaks free. He's a picture of Christ dying upon the cross. He cries out thirst. He opens the wells Mm -hmm. of heaven. He cries out and he says, "En hakor ramath lehi." If I were to interpret those two words, it means words from on high, the well of the caller.
3: Wow!
2: And we are the well, and they're words from on high coming bursting Mm -hmm. forth from us, watering the wilderness that is around us. And then Samson takes a visit to Gaza. Now, Gaza means stronghold. And as we read that, we go, well, what was going through his mind? You know, like he goes and visits a harlot. But the Bible also says that uh, a harlot is a narrow pit leading to to hell. And so wow. what it is is a picture of Jesus after his death upon the cross going into hell. And so the Bible records there in uh, Judges uh, that I think it's Judges 15 or 16 that, that he he's there. It says he's there all night all night wow. and at midnight. It says it over two verses. So Samson's there only one night, but it's deli- the Holy Spirit deliberately said he's there all night, all night, midnight, wow. because it represents three wow. days and three nights So Jesus. And then he comes out. What does Samson come out with? He comes out with the gates of Gaza on his shoulders. Wow. Can you hear uh, that noise?
1: Uh, I can hear it. Destinies are being plowed on here. <laughs> exactly.
2: Destinies Amen. are being plowed if you can hear me that's great so they are obviously pounding the pavement here out in front of my home (laughs) so as we said earlier destinies are being carved and and destinies are being released you know destiny comes from identity you've got to know your identity in christ and then you can step out with your destiny let me go back to samson here for a moment and so what you what you find is this that he comes out, but not only does he have the gates, he has the posts that hold the gates and the locking bar. Wow. You know, do you know the Bible says that the gates of hell shall not prevail a- oh, against wow. the church? Amen. And Jesus took that and he put it on his shoulders, which shoulders from Isaiah 22 represents the authority. The authority should be up on his shoulders. Is it Isaiah 22, 22? That's the keys and the gates. It could be uh, uh, also Isaiah 9. Um but so what that means is he's taken the authority of hell, and he's taken it to Hebron. That's in in the natural. That's thirty five miles away. What oh, that means, Hebron means association or union. He's taken the gates of hell and the authority of hell back to his position with the Father. Uh, and not only has he taken the gates, but he's taken sin and death, the bars or the posts that hold those gates, and the law. He's just deconstructed the law. To hold us and to hold any of those, and really, what that what that passage of scripture does is it gives us an understanding that we can raise the dead. Come on, we Amen. have got yeah. in Christ oh. to raise the dead because He has broken that that door. Come on, um, which brings me to another thing, April, and I'm doing all the talking, but hopefully that's okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Go all right,
2: it. and so uh, one of the things that I I really would like to speak about is eternal time because we have this we are three four dimensional people we have length uh, width and depth you know if i turn side on mine's burgeoning but um so but we're also in uh, a measure of time chronological time but jesus and the kingdom and eternity isn't governed by chronology and sometimes Uh, we have trouble getting this into our hearts and our heads uh, but there there isn't the human brain
1: gets in the way
2: but there's a great story in Matthew chapter 8 that I think illustrates and can, can help us get our hearts around this. It says that um, Jesus ministered uh, and he, he ministered to those who were demon-possessed and he cast out the demons with a word and he laid his hands on those and that everybody, all of them were healed of sickness and disease. So first, first he dealt with the spiritual situation and his cross does that for us pays the spiritual debt, and then he ministered healing and th- so what he did is first the cross and then the kingdom he ministered the kingdom which was the healing all right Amen. it's the cross so and good. the kingdom. kingdom all right Amen. so the two go hand in hand and if you've been sold a gospel that is only the cross that if you think the gospel is only that jesus died was buried and rose again from first corinthians 15 verses 1 to 4 you need to read verse 25 which says that the he's now seated with the father waiting for his enemies to put under his his footstool and so he is seated in heavenly places and must include, the gospel must include his ascension.
1: Come
2: on and on. so Jesus is ascended right now and he's ruling and reigning and he's waiting for the church to wake up and step in. We've been brought out, God's unction brought us out, just as Israel were brought out by God, but then they had to step in and we have to step in and that's why we need our minds renewed. Now Come let on. me go to Matthew chapter 8 again. In Matthew chapter 8 it says that he that he first dealt with the spiritual thing, cast out the demons, and the cross and the blood of Christ does that and gives us the authority there. But then he laid hands on those and they recovered. So the cross and then the kingdom. Amen. But then it says, and he did this to fulfil what Isaiah wrote, and that is that he bore our sicknesses and diseases. Or Come some on. some translations say our infirmities. Come on. Now, let me ask you for those that are watching the question when did Jesus bear our sicknesses and diseases? Well, Isaiah is quoted from Isaiah 53. And so therefore, it appears that he must have done that at the cross. Well, in actual fact, Isaiah 53 says, by his stripes we're healed. So we know from the whipping post to the cross, Mm. he paid the price for our sicknesses and diseases. Correct? Correct. And yet what we find is that Jesus is ministering in Matthew chapter 8, which is the beginning of his ministry in Matthew, after the Beatitudes, after the Sermon on the Mount. All right. Uh, he's the, he begins his ministry oh, where do I go April I could go you know, you know how he starts his ministry in Matthew chapter 8 and I'm sorry this is going to be a bit of a smorgasbord for those watching but you know how he starts his ministry he, he starts his ministry by healing a leper and asking the leper to come back and present the, the offering that's prepared for a leper this is the offering for a leper you get two turtle doves two heavenly beings you put one in an earthen vessel you kill that bird so that the blood collects in the earthen vessel, and then you dip the other bird in that and you release the other bird so it spreads the blood. Wow. Jesus and the Holy Spirit have come down. They put Jesus and clothed him in humanity. They killed him, and now the Spirit of God spreads that message. That was the beginning of Jesus' ministry there in Matthew chapter 8, which is the beginning of his ministry in Matthew after the teaching of the foundations of the kingdom in the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount. Now, in Matthew chapter 8, he also teaches about an eternal time. And he does that by this. Jesus, uh, can you hear that jackhammer outside?
1: (laughs) That's okay. I I take it as a prophetic sign, man. I'm on the interview with the prophetic sign people. Destinies are being paid in here. So if you need to share, share it through. Share it away. I
2: apologize. I apologize if that is disrupting things. But it causes you to concentrate perhaps even better. And so what happens in this is that Jesus, in Matthew chapter 8, is ministering on the basis of the cross before the cross wow the cross wow. hasn't yet taken place and so here we are Matthew chapter 8 he hasn't got to Matthew 26 27
3: all wow. right he hasn't been
2: sacrificed yet but he's ministering according to Isaiah to fulfill what Isaiah wrote he's ministering on the provision of the cross before chronologically before the cross what he's done is he stepped mm-hmm. He stepped outside of chronological time into eternal time, accessed the cross, brought it back into chronological time, and now he's applying it. That's our role as sons the eternal realm. I mean, yeah. that is so good.
1: That's that, powerful. That reminds that me is, of Joshua. Remember in the and the battle when Joshua was in the battle, and then he stopped the sun. You know, yes. just. Uh, that, that, that always speaks to me because, you know, there's certain times when you're praying for people that you just want to go back to where the battle started and stop it, you know, just what you're talking about. And uh, it'd be interesting as you're bringing this up, the Lord's been having me study Ezekiel three and four. Um, is there anything specifically you want to share? Maybe you've studied Ezekiel, but I always thought it was interesting how I was studying it this morning and I was thinking just like what you said, Ezekiel had to lay on his side, and get tied up by ropes, and God said, I am tying you up. You know, I was asking the Lord, is it like an angel? Is it God tying up? The Lord says, I will tie you up. And he had to lay on his sides and, and count for the account of Israel. And uh, is anything you want to share with that, on Ezekiel?
2: Well, not specifically Ezekiel, but you, we do understand that as pro- prophetic people, uh, and the, the book that you showed earlier, God's prophetic symbolism in everyday life, what that does is it shows that, that God does want to speak to us on an everyday basis. That we've, we've sort of boxed him in and we're, we're only expecting on. him to speak to us as we open the scriptures, the 66 books, but God is bigger Amen. than those 66 books. And uh, we, we've already spoken about that when God does speak, he speaks revelation. And it may come from those 66 books, but it could also come wherever you are prepared to listen. So wherever, on, you tra- to, wherever you've trained your ears to hear from, God will speak. I so say for example, I'm, I'll, can I go back to Ezekiel 3 and 4? Yeah, yeah, but, go for it. But, for example, you know, you may wake up with a song mm-hmm. that you didn't go to bed singing. Amen, you know, and, and I have done that before. And it's mm-hmm. just bubbling up inside of you. Well, that yeah. is God releasing uh, some words to you, but they, they mm. are encoded to a song so that you can remember them. Mm, wow, amen. <laughs>
1: It's paving the way. That means everybody on here is getting new ways paying, new ways of thinking, right? Hey,
2: Beth. So perhaps we, we should tie that. I'm trying to think of the verse where that is tied. Oh, do you know, sometimes we, we see you know a series of numbers like 333. 3, 3. Yeah, yeah. We should be thinking of Scripture. So Jeremiah 33.3. 3, he says, call unto me and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know correct you know that that yes amen well when it when it says in in hebrew it says that i will answer the the word for answer is a homograph which means it's a word with more than one interpretation it has a couple of meanings and one of those one of it does mean to answer to reply but it also means to sing or to shout and so your heart cries (laughs) for an answer to a situation and you wake up with a song consider Mm. the words of that song because either your angel or god the spirit of god is birthing something through Amen. you in that song analyze the words sometimes look at who sang it you know sometimes mm-hmm. look at the generation when it was released or whatever it happened to be because there is a key in there for the answer of the cry of your heart so when you dream or when you wake up like that and you have revisions in the night god is very often just res- responding to the cry of a person's heart wow and so what is it the burden on a person's heart and perhaps as you're interpreting or, or you're considering mm-hmm. or using or writing them down if you don't, if it's a bit, you know, it's a bit uh, abstract. Think of the things of the heaviness that's on your heart. What are you looking for? Is it for your children? Is it for a breakthrough? What sort of thing? And God often would be answering those things through mm-hmm. song or through the dreams that you dream. Now let's go back to Ezekiel. Okay. Uh, with Ezekiel, uh, is this okay? Is, am I? Yeah,
1: you know? yeah, go for it. Okay. Freedom, yeah. Anxious.
2: So, you know. Jesus. And so God said, "I'm going to, likewise. I'm going to do the same with Israel." Uh, similarly, uh, jo, uh, Hosea had to marry a, a prostitute because it was like Israel's unfaithfulness yeah. to God. And so God yeah. often will enact uh, spiritually mm-hmm. things here on earth, and it's quite normal for us, or for just as the um, just as the the ocean may reflect the sky above it. You know, so if you've got a blue sky, you've got a blue ocean. If you've got a grey sky, you've got a grey ocean. Likewise, Earth reflects what's going on in heaven. Come and on. so when you see Ezekiel, he's actually, he's actually a, a, um, prophetically, it's a prophetic portrayal. It's a real-life mm. um, story, vision being enacted by a person. Those things happen to all of us. And just like you can hear mm. that racket going on outside here as they've got a vibrating plate, putting back some asphalt uh, on the road um, which means that God's making destinies here today Amen. He's creating Amen. destinies He's creating a straight path maybe it's a narrow way but He's making a path for you wow. as we're wow. broadcasting because I mean they weren't there yesterday and they weren't there <laughs> the day before, they're there today right? Amen So that you've got to take it as it is and you could be distracted by it you could be a bit miffed by it but really, we've got to go, all oh, right, what's going on spiritually with that? I mean, the enemy Amen. could be myth with us, but ultimately, God's in control. Amen? Come on.
3: Amen.
2: And so, you know, always, from the very beginning, you know, from the very beginning, God will speak uh, through his creation. You know, and, and just as it, you know, like the Bible says things like this. It says, um, Jesus is the lamb slain from the foundation of the earth. From, that's from Revelation 13, Amen. verse 8. Now, if he is the lamb slain from the foundation of the earth, mm-hmm. then we would expect to see evidence of that him being slain all the way through Scripture, even up until his death upon the cross, because that's still Old Testament in the Gospels. Is that okay? Yeah. So every one of those incidents where in the past they've been called um, types and shadows yeah they're not actually types and shadows
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, they are actually interdimensional views of what took place at the cross let me yeah. say that again they're not actually types and shadows they're interdimensional mm-hmm. views of what took place at the cross so so mel gibson's the passion was fantastic graphic showed us physically perhaps a portrayal of what took place but you could not capture on film or in the physical realm all that took place in the spirit realm at that time where do you find the provision and the provision of the cross is bottomless it is deep course to deep and the provision of the cross everywhere where you see the cross in the Old Testament you find provision beyond uh, you, you can see in the Gospels being poured out and so what you see is kingdom provision so the cross and the revelation mm-hmm. of the cross are the keys to enter into the kingdom. Now, people say, well, I could say, well, he's the, the cross is the door. And people go, well, Jesus is the door, John 10. That's true, but you need to understand this, that you can't separate Jesus from the cross. If you speak Amen. about Jesus, then you've got to speak about the cross. And if you speak about the cross, then you've got to speak about Jesus. Amen? Because yeah. they're synonymous. Amen. All right? And so wherever you see the cross... Or you see the blood, or you see a victory, or you see a mm. ceremony that recounts the cross in some way. In Scripture, mm. there's a provision or a dimension of provision there for the kingdom by faith. If the revelation is released to you, that you can step into. Okay. And so, okay. traditionally, we go to Isaiah 53 with our communion services and go by his stripes we healed. But that really, really—that's not even the tip of the iceberg. The yeah. That is such a that's such a juvenile perspective of the depth of what God has for us come on I mean, it is like the very tip of a pencil and the rest of it's enclosed in timber or wood and we've got mm-hmm. to God wants us to open up the rest of that pencil and write you know Amen. The, the prophetic the, the kingdom release it um, so for example uh, April when God uh, created so you would expect that if 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 Jesus is the lamb slain from the foundation of the earth, Mm -hmm. that there would be record of it from the very beginning. And that's true. So So it's interesting. In Genesis 1, it says this. "This is In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then you read all the way through that passage to Genesis 2, verse 3, and it says this is the history of God creating the heavens and the earth. You'll see then that the emphasis is on the heavens before the earth. But what we've done as we've read that is we've made creation science a thing and there's nothing wrong with that. And we need that you know, justification scientifically to, to understand that that's possible, that that's directly attributed to the creation and so on. And there's this history or science behind it, proof behind it. But what we also need to understand is that God's got a spiritual message in the creation that we don't Come on. see. Come on. And so it, because it's the heavens and the earth and so the emphasis God puts the, the emphasis on the heavens. So when we look at it, in those seven days of creation, this is what took place. First of all, God said, let there be light. And there was light, day one. Day two, he separates the waters above the firmament from the waters below the firmament. Day three, the waters that are below the firmament, he causes dry ground to appear and plant life. The grass, the herbs and the trees to appear according to the sea within them. Day four, he sets the the sun to have rule and dominion over the day, and he sets the moon and the stars to have rule and dominion over the night. On day five, he creates creates, uh, fish life and bird life to come out of the waters. uh,
3: uh,
2: And gives man dominion over the birds and the fish. And on day six, he creates life on earth and uh, animal life on earth, and also man in his image. And on day seven, he rests. Now watch this, this is the spiritual overlay of that physical creation. So day one, God said, let there be light. Jesus is the light of the world. And what you're seeing there is Jesus come to earth as the light of the the world, day one. On day two, he separates the waters. Now in scripture, separation of waters symbolizes death. So that when Elijah and Elisha pass through Jordan, they're actually walking through eternity. Elijah is taking Elisha into that eternal, eternal realm so that he can move into it and come back, all right, with the mantle, all right, with the anointing Amen. of God, so he understands that. Likewise, when the children of Israel crossed the Red Sea, it sounds like they've finished now. <laughs> Praise God. Um, when, when, when Moses crossed the Red Sea, they were passing through the death this is Exodus chapter 14. Wow. They're passing through the death had taken place in Exodus chapter 12. And watch this. Pharaoh, or the devil, and his wow. minions couldn't pass through that eternal barrier because it's the blood. Wow. Amen. Right. The wow, red sea supplies the blood and passing through death. And so as Christians, we can apply the blood, and the, the enemy freaks out at the blood.
1: Come and on. And even the
2: smell of the blood of Christ freaks Come them on. out. So Amen. there's nothing wrong with, you know, when Adam and I, or when I'm away, if I'm, sometimes we minister it separately. He's in Europe at the moment. I'm here editing a, um, a couple of books. Um, but uh, what happens is that um, when we go and visit and stay in a hotel room uh, that we haven't been in before, we cover the room in our hearts in the blood because you never know what's in place.
1: And too, it can be a
2: And it can be a portal for unhealthy activity. You know, there's a lot of rooms in hotels that are rented by the, hour, by the hour. All right. And so we need to understand uh, that this is a real world and it's a real spiritual battle. And often on, things Luke. that come into your heart, if you dream in a place and you're not frequently, you're not living there, it's not you dreaming that. It's a, you're intimidating. Your presence is intimidating a spirit that's territorial. Or is a portal All right. So let me just, so where was I? So day one, Jesus comes to earth. Day two, the separation of water symbolizes his death and separation from the Father. All right? So this is interesting. In the, in the seven days of the week, first of all, he comes. Then he dies on day two. You know, day two is a wow. Tuesday. So Monday. Oh, sorry. Day two is a Monday. So the Sabbath's on a Saturday. Day one is Sunday. Day two is wow. a, a Monday. All right? For that reason, uh, Orthodox Jews get married on a Tuesday. Why? Because there's a double blessing on a Tuesday. If you read through Genesis chapter 1, what you find is this. God blessed the first day. He doesn't bless the second day, but he doubly blesses the third day, which is the Tuesday.
1: Wow. Amen. All right.
2: Let me go back. All right. So day one, God says, let there be light. Jesus comes to the earth. Day two, Jesus dies in the separation of the waters. right symbolized there by the separation of waters by the way jordan the the word the 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 river actually means descender or death all right so every time you see israel go backwards and forwards in that river you can see they're passing through an eternal barrier they're moving into an eternal realm or they're going beyond the physical into the spiritual that's why they had trouble going in there you know as a as a nation because they they didn't understand the dynamic all right, and it's the same with us today. Day three, God causes the earth to come out of the water that's that's beneath the heavens or beneath the firmament, and then He causes the plant life to come. Now, the Bible says in Second uh, Corinthians four verse seven that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. So when you see the earth, it's a picture of us. And under water, we baptize by full immersion. Of course, we do. So underwater, it symbolizes death, just as the children of Israel walked through the waters that were passing through death. So when the earth's coming out of the waters, it means this is a picture of Jesus' resurrection. Amen. So Jesus comes as the light of the world. Day two, he dies. And day three, he's resurrected. And of course, we know day three is resurrection. And then mankind produces, because we are the plant life, grass as as flesh, herbs, Right, which provide nutrition, and trees that produce fruit. All right, Each one is a picture of mankind from Psalm 1, Jeremiah 17, all right, Isaiah 61, trees of righteousness. And what we learn from that on day three is that we pre- reproduce... According Are you still
3: there?
2: Okay, you, you blanked out yeah, there for a moment.
1: It's
2: an <clears throat> so, so, if this is okay, yeah,
1: just take authority over the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That the NBN work correctly, Lord. Yeah, yeah. The NBN is our national broadband network in Australia.
1: Okay, amen. Right. I'm in so, agreement with that prayer. Amen. amen.
2: So, this is what becomes interesting is that in day four, so Jesus died, so Jesus comes, he's the light of the world. He dies. He's resurrected, and now mankind reproduces according to the word that comes out of their mouth. Day four, God set the sun to have rule and dominion over the day, and the moon to have rule and dominion over the night. What we miss here is this, that the Bible says in Malachi four, verse two, that those who fear his name, the Son of Righteousness, shall arise with healing in his wings. Come on. What what that means now is this. When Jesus died, was buried, resurrected and ascended. He is that son that's now Mm -hmm. positioned in heavenly places. And what this declares for us right now is this, that Jesus is healing more today than he did when he walked the planet. So right now, Father, April and myself, we agree for every person watching this broadcast, yes. who needs healing, to step into yes. the reality of the risen Sun of righteousness, the Son of righteousness, yes, and yes. His wings as the flames of His glory now come and they they illuminate you because you are the planet, you are the earth, you are this treasure in earthen vessels, and as yes. you are irradiated with His glory right now, Father, we pray for healing for yes, each and yes. every person here right now. We thank you. Lord, I, I sense the anointing on this. And so, Lord, I just take a moment or two right yes. now to release that. And if, if if you're watching this broadcast right now, touch your screen if you need healing right now, because yes. by doing so, it's an expression of faith. And you're touching, as it were, the glory being released from the risen son who is now enthroned in heaven with healing in his wings, with the, the, the radiance yes. of his glory, the wings. Right, are now stretching out to you with healing. It's almost like you just got out into the sun and you're being irradiated. You're getting a tan, as it were, a tan of healing, right? a tan of health and healing. And you're picking up more than iron in your body and vitamin D. You're actually being healed right now in Jesus' name. But what is interesting here is that just as Jesus is the sun, the S-U-N, risen into the heavens and now seated in heavenly places, the Bible says in Ephesians and the book of Colossians that we are equally being positioned in heavenly places. Come on. So when you see that the sun, oh, sorry, the moon now, and the stars are also positioned for signs and seasons, well, in Malachi, sorry, in Genesis, should I say, chapter 37, when Jacob interprets Joseph's dream, you know, Joseph the dreamer, the technicolored dream coat. um, When Joseph has that dream, His father, Jacob, interprets his dream and he says, shall I, my wife and your 11 brothers, bow down to you, you little upstart? And Mm -hmm. so Jacob interprets that for us. He, in this Mm -hmm. situation, he's the father, all right? Mm -hmm. His wife is the moon and his brothers are the stars. Mm -hmm. So if we bring that understanding and we we Mm -hmm. immerse it and bring the two scriptures together, we'll get a depth of field here that we didn't have before. And what Mm -hmm. we'll see is this, that... As Jesus is the S-U-N from Malachi 4, verse 2, with healing in his wings, he's irradiating the world. He is the day. But his glory reflects off of the moon into a darkened world. And the moon, according to Genesis 37, is a picture of the bride of the sun. Who is the sun's bride? The church, the corporate body of Christ.
3: Amen. And
2: so what is happening is this, as the church corporately looks to him, we reflect that glory, his glory, into a darkened world. Well, Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank, you, thank Jesus. you, Jesus. And then it says, and the stars also for signs and seasons. Well, according to Genesis 15, when God's speaking to Abram, Abraham, he says, your offspring and your seed will be as the stars. And so the stars are pictures of you and I. We are in Amen. that heritage because we Come believe on. like Abraham. And, and so we are those stars. And then it says, for signs and seasons, the word signs is miracles, and the seasons Come is on. literally for such a time as this. That's 4 verse 14. And now that's a bit of a cliche in the church, I'm sorry, but it's true. You and I... And every person watching this broadcast were were created for this specific moment to be walking this planet because we are portals to another realm and we bring the kingdom wherever we go. What this means is that, that as we wait on him, we're lifted up, Isaiah 40 verse 31, we're seated in heavenly places and his glory irradiates us and then, when we step into our world, we bring that glory with us. Oh, Come God! On. Lord, forgive us for those times where where our agenda and our busyness causes Come us on. not to spend time with you, and teach Come us with, to, to do more in the spirit realm than what we do in the natural. We we such oh. we should put such an emphasis on what we see and what we hear and what people say, rather than understanding this spiritual dynamic that as we spend time with you we will irradiate you and carry you into a darkened world well so we are seated in heavenly places in day four what amazes me is that the church as a whole has concentrated on jesus death burial and resurrection and even our call to salvation which don't don't not we need salvation but we've forgotten that that jesus The gospel without the kingdom is not the full gospel. And so the rest of that creation week then depicts the areas over which we have dominion. So on day five, when God created the fish and the bird life, now what we need to understand is that fish and birds both have flippers and wings.
3: Mm.
2: What I mean by that is that fish have wings. They are spirit beings or depiction of spirit beings. They're just in a different medium. We call them thippers and, flins, but thippers and fins, but really they are, they are wings, just as a bird. We openly recognise a bird has wings, but it's in a different medium or environment. Fish also are spirit beings, depictions here, spirit beings. And so what this shows us, because, because of Jonah went down to the bottoms of the earth, all right? wow. well, what we're seeing is beneath the earth. All right? So God's given us to mean above the earth under the earth and in day five or day six when we're created when man's created in god's image there's so much here but the when when, when man's created in god's image he's given us dominion above the earth under the earth and on the earth just as jesus had victory above the earth under the earth and on the earth and so now we're positioned uh, in christ to rule and reign with him. That's why it's important that we line up the, our words with the words of revelation that he releases to us Amen. because then angels go to work. Then that's tr- we're speaking truth. We're worshipping him in spirit and in truth, an invisible oh. God in the spirit realm, and we release what he, what he says to us. That's a lot of speaking from me. Day seven, he rested, and of course, we've got to come to that place where we can rest in him. Uh, and, yeah. you know, for me, for me, that is also... The year of Jubilee it's interesting that in Leviticus 26 uh, am I is it am I doing right or am I applying with yeah, too much yeah, scripture no, here? Amen. go for it go
1: for well it.
2: in Leviticus 26 uh, God sets up the year of Jubilee but to, to start the year of Jubilee the, the first of all has to be the day of atonement and the day of oh, atonement starts on. a day of atonement starts with a blast of a trumpet blast come on. all right or well, more than one trumpet blast but it, it starts with the trumpet blasts so we know that the ultimate atonement is jesus death upon the cross and so if we realize that what we previously had thought was a type and a shadow in the old testament is actually something that gives us a dimensional truth that took place on the cross and that's the the focus of my next book called kingdom mysteries hidden in plain sight what it does is it looks at continuously at the various passages or some of those passages throughout scripture where we have glossed over them, like Samson, and I shared Samson there, but it looks at David and Goliath. It looks at a, a multitude of different areas, even uh, some of the Psalms. It looks at you know some of the Proverbs and things like that, where we've got to read the Old Testament. And this is what we need to do is read the Old Testament in the light of the cross. Come on. Because when we lead it in the light of the cross, it's more than... Someone quoted to me recently on Facebook, you know, Chuck Misler and how he used to say uh, the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. But that really that's that's um, I don't want to be rude. Chuck was an awesome teacher, absolutely awesome teacher. But that's really scratching the surface as well. That's baby talk Mm -hmm. because there's so much and God's opened this up now Mm -hmm. to us. So that we realize that there's so much more in the Old Testament that's true for us in the New Testament that God wants us to access. And that when Jesus died on the cross, um, there are multiple dimensions to his death. And that every one of those dimensions in the Spirit releases a layer of provision for us for the kingdom that we can access once the revelation is released. So, you know, when, when God warned Adam in the garden, he said, He didn't say, excuse me, he didn't say in the day that you eat of the knowledge of the tree of good and evil, you will surely die. He didn't say that. That's what our English versions say. What he actually said in Hebrew is, in dying you shall die. Wow. What does that suggest to you? That suggests to you that Adam died in layers, in dimensions, and in dying he died. And we find that again in Isaiah 53, verse 9. It says, They'll make his grave with the wicked right? and in his death with the rich. Well, the, but the word in Hebrew is deaths, plural. Wow. Oh, powerful. So oh. wherever, and there's anointing on this. So I can feel the anointing yes, here can feel, right now. I can
1: feel the anointing
2: too. The anointing is on this right now. In his deaths. Now, scholars, you know, Theologians say that the word in plural actually applies to the gravity of his death, the the ghastliness of his death. But uh, it's not true because um, (laughs) simply in the book of Ezekiel, when God addresses the king of Tyre, he also says, Mm -hmm. which is a, a prefiguring of Satan, he says, in your deaths. So every time that Jesus died, Satan died. And every time we gain the victory in the dimension of what Jesus achieved for us, hopefully I can get this across, Mm -hmm. every time we access a dimension of Jesus' death and the provision for it, Satan dies. Bam, 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 bam. And we reclaim that which has been stolen from us as we step into it. So just as Samson opened the gates of hell as a prefiguring of Jesus doing the same thing, Uh, the -hmm. the scriptures are full and so if we go back to the day of atonement and the year of jubilee the day of atonement and the ultimate atonement of course is jesus death upon the cross so therefore if if we look at the read the old testament in the light of the cross and we bring that in there and we read that in there we realize that the year of jubilee where all of the debts are cancelled every person goes back to their homeland or to their property uh there are three or four provisions there offhand i'm just working off the cuff here but if you go through into leviticus 26 you'll read them you can move back into that and that is our claim now as believers because we know that jesus is the ultimate atonement and now that trumpet blast within us come on that trumpet blast within us It's the the decoration that we are in jubilee we don't have to be 50 years of age and and god marks so many things by 50. Um, (laughs) now that's a story you know when the children of israel marched around jericho there were seven priests bearing seven trumpets seven sevens of 49 and when they go when they went around jericho they actually were carrying the ark they were positioned around the ark what's in the ark well this is also very interesting. What's in the ark is uh, the glory of God, if you like, but it's Jesus.
3: Come on.
2: Um, what well, in the ark is is the tablets or the word of God? Who is the word? Yeah. John one one. Uh, it's Aaron's rod that budded, and, and John eleven says that he is the resurrection and the life, and then Amen. he is the manna. And in John six, Jesus said, "I'm the bread from heaven." So Jesus Amen. is in the manna. or he is the glory of God, and so as he's traversing. Jericho. That's suns' revolutions around that city multiplied by 50. They they traverse that 13 times in seven days. 637. That's 637 years of judgment on that city because that's what God said to Abraham from Genesis 15. Until the time of the Amorites, the sin of the Amorites is full. Then you can move. Then you won't. You'll be able to move in. Well, there was 637 years plus 40 to the day that Israel moved in. Why was it it's 677 years? Because Israel stalled for 40 years in the wilderness, but they were meant to move in in 637 years. Wow. 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 Some of those stories. It's like, oh,
1: oh. <laughs> we just released the glory over everybody watching. Yeah. Yeah, just in part, if you feel led, just impart that understanding that you carry, that, that people just need on here.
2: Father, the spirit of understanding, the honey, it's often depicted purple, all right? Um, You know, purple rain. Lord, let, let the purple, let the spirit of understanding, let the honey revelation of your word be released to people's hearts right now. And I pray that spiritual eyes and destinies will be opened. First, their eyes will be opened and then destinies forged and prepared, Lord, as they start to step into everything that you have for yeah. them. Amen. Thank you. Lord, just as you've opened my eyes, and I'm going to touch this screen right now. Where is that camera? Right there. I'm going to touch that screen right now. Lord, right now, I pray, release that of each and every person here. Spirit of understanding. Do you know that um, when Joshua went into the um, the Jordan and they crossed Jordan, mm-hmm. the priests were one be- of my favorites.
1: By the way, I that's, love Joshua. <laughs>
2: chapter three. Joshua a great, a great example, oh, a great prefiguring of Christ. But oh. as Joshua had his men uh, step into the Jordan, the Bible doesn't say that the Jordan parted. Which is what often, which I, when I ask an audience, I said, "What does it say?" They say "parted," and then others realise that it actually rolled back. So when the, the priests who are bearing the ark stepped into Jordan, and Jordan means death or descender, wow. thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Wow. So remember what's in the ark: the bread, the manna, and the, ta- the tablets. All of them prefiguring Christ. When yeah. Jesus stepped into death, the waters of Jordan or the waters of death rolled back. And the Bible says in Joshua chapter 3, all the way to a town called Adam. Wow. Yeah. Adam. <laughs> That's rather, rather coincidental, wouldn't you say? And my, <laughs> Bible, my Bible says in Romans six twenty three, for the wages of sin is death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so from Adam, the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin yeah. is death. The wages of sin is death. So Jesus steps into death and it rolls all the way back to Adam. Bam. Wow. Which okay. means right now, for those viewing, every generational curse.
3: Come on
1: every,
2: every Come generational on. curse from Adam, through Come your family on. line, You know mm-hmm. in Australia they have a program called "Who Do you think You Are or Who do you think <laughs> We are?" All right, whoever you think you are, whatever you think your origins are, or um, whatever the doctor said to you about how your parents died, and you'll be likely to do that. Father, just break that Come right on. now in the name of yeah. Jesus. If that, that sickness or disease has been coming through your family, now Come Jesus on. stepped into death, and the wages of on, sin man. is death right the way back to adam father and we declare right now and we bring that verse and we bring that provision in the cross to our day just as jesus did in matthew chapter 8 and he drew from the provision of the cross stepped out of chronological time father we're stepping back into history and we're releasing healing to each and every generation and it stops here the bloodline, the the enemy's ability to come through that curse or to come through that blood with their curse is broken Galatians 3, verse 13, he bore that curse so that we don't have to bear it. And the only Amen. way that we we will uh, cause um, be caused to take it is if we are duped and we don't understand um, the power of what he's done Amen. for us. Lord, I pray the full knowledge of what you've done. Maybe that's too much, but a, a greater knowledge of what you've achieved uh, and the Amen. understanding of what you achieved at the cross. The cross is such a pivotal part of us. And even though we might be glory seekers, the glory really is the kingdom. The Come glory on. is the kingdom. And so that when when Gideon's men had that fire in the mm-hmm. earthen vessel and they broke that earthen vessel and they, they had the trumpets or the shofars in their mouth, when the earthly constraints, the earthly vessel was broken, the glory shone out and it came out through their mouth. And they were one man. It says in Judges oh. verse six, chapter 6, verse 16, the angel said or god said to gideon through the angel in judges 6 verse 16 you should defeat the enemy as one man that one man is jesus and when you receive revelation here it's not you speaking but it's god speaking through you it's the sword of the lord and gideon we have a privilege to step in and speak it all right so gideon was allowed to step in and we step in you know this might be the the uh, the capsule or the, the the earthly figure that brings it but realize it's not you speaking it's god speaking and it carries an authority on. that you don't carry in yourself but when god speaks in a situation things are created mm. uh, edicts and laws are broken and uh, the enemy cringes every time we come to re- revelation or recognition of the power of our own words wow come on oh i know
1: it's, it's so wild cuz even as that drill The Lord kept speaking to me. I didn't want to interrupt you. But even as the drill was drilling, I felt like the Lord was saying, you've only just tapped into, I seen like a new well of revelation coming on you. And it was getting, it was just like he was digging a deeper well. And I'm sitting there thinking, wow, Lord, he carries so much understanding. But I felt like the Lord was just saying to you, there's more. Whoa, there's more coming. There's more coming. Whoa. And I just see like, your, your influence increasing from the revelation. But man, it's awesome. You carry so much understanding. I, I just love your Hebrew revelation and just working with understanding and working. You, you can feel such glory to everything that you're teaching on there. There's such a heavy weight on it. But if you've enjoyed this teaching, I have to share that his new book is coming out. You can order on Amazon. It's called hidden in plain sight.
2: No, it's called Kingdom Mysteries, Hidden in Plain Kingdom
1: Sight. Kingdom Mysteries. So Google King and Mysteries on Amazon, Hidden in Plain Sight, and you can pre-order his book and get it. Uh, what's the release date?
2: Uh, 17th of December.
1: 17th of December. That's awesome. So if you've enjoyed this revelation and what what it carries, it's so... Um, unique so what would you say to maybe some of the prophetic teachers on here i felt like we have some prophetic teachers on here and i've seen how much you've cultivated yourself in the word what would you say to
2: encourage them i keep doing what you're doing uh, realize that Amen. there are there are layers of interpretation and uh, come on i don't think that i've got it all together but but i've learned some things and, and maybe maybe uh, let, let, let there be an impartation for other prophetic teachers here right now. Lord, I, I don't think it's that easy that you can just receive it, but you have to grow. Come on. all right. Come and just as Elisha received the mantle, but then later on picked it up, he had to grow into that. And so, Come Father, like, right now, Lord, I, I would release a mantle to every teacher and every one of us, in a measure, are teachers. And every every person that's growing prophetically to, to speak and to teach, Father, I release what I carry to them or to let them step into that. And Father, if I could give them any clues or if I give them some guidance, I would say um, the Bible says by the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Come there on. are some basics that you can do. When you're reading a passage of scripture, what other scriptures go off inside of you? Because if you bring the two passages together, like I have, as I've been explaining today, you'll get a depth of field, like two lenses. You would get a, de- a greater depth of field and the two lenses come together. And sometimes it's more than two lenses, maybe three lenses, and you bring you bring from here, you bring from there, and you bring from there, and you get come a depth on. of understanding that's not there. All right. What I do love about this is this, that uh, the kingdom has a language. And the language of the kingdom is parables. And we have this tendency to believe uh, that um, parables are just those stories that Jesus told in the Gospels, particularly in Matthew's Gospel, that have a truth beneath the surface. Uh, parables are much, much broader. You were speaking about Ezekiel lying down and being tied. Um, you know, Samson being tied. Uh, so, so many other f- pictures, uh, Hosea, and all those sort of uh, pictures. But realise that mm. we are a living parable. We are a living poem, mm. and uh, our lives are a parable. Uh, but also dreams are parables. Visions are mm. often parables. They they include Hebrew poetic form. They have metaphor. You know, like so. We are a tree. We're not really a tree, but we are symbolised as a tree. That's di- mm. di- or we are an eagle that soars. We're not really an eagle, but spiritually we are, because it's a metaphor. Um, The the body of Christ is married to Christ, and yet that's a metaphor of our union with him. And so, you know, what you find with poetry is it has Hebrew poetry has certain form. And if you can understand some of that form, some of the things, uh, it has bookends. You know, Mm -hmm. in the book of John, for example, Mm -hmm. Jesus cleanses the temple at the beginning of his ministry, but in the in the, in the Synoptic Gospels, he cleanses the temple at the end of his ministry. They're bookings. Wow. His mission wow. is to cleanse the temple so that he can bring mm-hmm. the Spirit of God. Uh, people dispute and say, well, it, well that, they, that's an anomaly that doesn't match up. You need to understand that's the whole picture. His mission Amen. was to come and cleanse the temple through sin being dealt with, through his blood, so that he could fill mm-hmm. us with the Spirit of God. And there are things like that that stand mm-hmm. out. Uh, you, you'll that see makes
1: perfect. I was going to say, that makes perfect sense to me because I'm a deliverance minister. So even as you cleanse the temple, it's like the more cleansing, the more glory you carry. It's that purification. It's like that revelation of Jesus Christ and pulling down every stronghold through identity.
2: It's powerful. And a lot of people think that deliverance is a one-time thing. I think it's a continuous thing. Yeah, uh, so we're, we're, that's we've got to get that monkey off our back, all right? Yeah, amen. So it's, come on. it's a continuous walk of purification oh, before him, come on. Uh, amen. into wholeness, uh, which yes. some people call holiness, all right? But yeah. they are the same wholeness, holiness. Come on. And so we need to step into that. Uh, um, so layers, uh, bookends. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there are other. The poetic devices that God uses. And once you have an ear for them, and learn a little bit of Hebrew and go beneath the Hebrew the living letters are a fantastic source of information. And so sometimes when a passage won't yield in English, if you look beneath the surface and you look at the Hebrew, particularly if you're reading Old Testament, uh, the Hebrew letters themselves will open up and bring oh. an understanding. Uh Rehoboth, Is there- is there any
1: certain like Hebrew thing that you recommend, like lexicon, or is there certain?
2: Yeah, there's a book by a guy called um, Seekins. Uh, that's S W E K I N S. It's called Hebrew Word Pictures.
3: Oh and wow!
2: It, it's a it's a a colourful book. It, like, there are a couple of versions that I've seen, um, and it, it's glossy. I mean, it's almost like a children's book, but it is a oh. fantastic book. Wow! i a very absolutely... pictorial. Well, uh, yeah and i am as well and so it is a fantastic book and i would recommend that you get that and make that part of your repertoire i mean you can you can go into theological studies you can get your uh, the, you know the talmud you can get your hebrew scriptures and all that sort of thing and, and their commentaries but i normally use that to add to my study so what happens is i will open a passage i was listening to um oh you know perhaps i was listening to john four you know i have been listening to john recently uh, when i walk i like to walk so i'm writing in the morning and then I'll go for a walk in the afternoons, do some some chores, I'll, you know, go a bit of shopping, just break things up, go and get a coffee, and you know, all that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, amen. And,
2: and I will listen to uh, the scriptures as I'm walking, and I'll stop it where i get some sort of revelation or a thought comes, and I go, oh, that's interesting, I need to plumb that, I need to explore that. And I've used this before, but this wasn't recent, but, you know, Jesus is speaking to the woman at the well. This is the sort of thing I want to explain. He's speaking to the woman at the well, and he says to her, "He says you've had five husbands, and the husband you have now is not your, the one you're living with now. It's not your husband." Well, he's actually not speaking to her. He's actually he is speaking to her, but he's actually speaking to the Northern Tribes, Ephraim. Wow. All right, because they've had five husbands, and the one they're living with now is not their husband. They've had Yahweh, God. They've wow. had Assyria. Wow. They've wow. had Babylon. Wow. They've had the per- the Mer- the the Persians wow. and the Medes. Wow. Uh, they've had Greeks and now they've got the Romans. Right? Mm-hmm. And they're married to that as a, as a culture. And so God was actually addressing the lost tribes as he's addressing her at the well. Fantastic. Wow. When, yeah, when fantastic. Jesus speaks to his mother and says in John 2, you know, woman, uh, what have I got to do with you? My time hasn't yet come. He's not only just speaking to her. We need to understand that in the book of Galatians, the Bible says that Jerusalem is the mother of us all all right so when he's speaking to her he's actually speaking to jerusalem so what he's actually saying is my rendezvous with jerusalem isn't yet where water will turn into wine whoa Mm
3: -hmm.
2: where he will release and fill those mankind six jars with the water the wine and the joy of the spirit of god and he's actually he's prophetically declaring mm-hmm. that that's about to take place. We get caught up with the fact that what he says is offensive to his very mum. He's actually speaking mm-hmm. on another level. And so God is continuously, and look for metaphor, look for, and in a dream, for example, if, you're, if you can do this in scripture, you can do it in a dream. You can interpret Come a dream. Because it's the same principle of layers and interpreting. Yeah, I got a
1: dream for you. Come on. I figured, I, I figured I'd figured give them a short one so everybody could see, because I did not do a dream when I was on there with Adam, and we did not plan that. I was like, I better make sure I at least do one for everybody watching, because you know they want it. But I had a dream with my son, my physical son, and he's 13. And it was so cool. We were swimming in a uh, lake, and it was filled with wells everywhere. And in the dream... It was me guiding my son, swimming beside him the whole time, and the sign said this was the highest dense of well population that there is. Woo. And so he was swimming with, I mean, there's all different ways you could take that, but I want people to see... How do you guys, because y'all are so, the, the dream interpretation that you carry, but that was the main parts of the dream that were significant, was we were in a pond, the sun said this was the highest, densest population of whales, and I was swimming, and I even walked up and touched a huge well. but I was kind of guiding and protecting my son the whole way.
2: Fantastic. That is, that's a, You know, feelings in a dream often will indicate how you are to interpret, and you obviously had a great feeling there in that situation. Mm. I mean, that would have been an awe-inspiring scene to be part of. Is that correct? It though?
1: was awesome, actually. It was like I can relive that dream
2: over and over. It was just beautiful. Right. And so, just so I've got this right. Your accent said w- whales. You mean as in yeah. as as in that those creatures that live under the sea, the blue whale yes. being the biggest land, the mammal sort of not land, but the biggest mammal on earth. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Well, all right. When when you see so let me say this. Let I me mean, preface once, uh, what I'm going to say by this. Please do not write to me and send me your dream. Yes,
1: correct. Every
2: Amen. day I get people writing to me Bless asking
1: heart. for a dream. <laughs>
2: um, you need to understand that dreams are always interpreted in context. And to in, to interpret a dream correctly, there needs to be interaction just as there is here between ourselves. And I can ask yes. you questions I like I did about how you felt. Yes. And, and I need that sort of feedback because... There could be several avenues in which I could interpret this dream. But what I do sense in this dream, there are two layers of interpretation. Do you only have one son? I have two. Okay. And he's the, is he the youngest or the oldest? The youngest. All right. And uh, would you say that he's more a seer than yes, the other? Yes, he's the he's seer. He's the seer. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then, then there are two layers of interpretation. When you see... So let me just fill in some of the elements so we can understand. So, yeah, yeah, you from, can
1: use it as a teaching. However, you want to, as much detail as you want to get, it's fine with me.
2: All right. So the lake is a, it, sometimes, sometimes a pond or a lake can be a church that's not going anywhere because there's no water going in and going out. But not in this situation. Mm-hmm. What the, the, the lake or the pond is the spirit realm here in this in this situation. So you're in the spirit. And the whales. Well, we know that whales are large profile mammals. Mm-hmm. All right. And as such, if you if it was only one whale, it could actually be God. But in this situation, whales communicate long distances through their singing. You know, they're, yeah.
3: amen. all
2: right. What they they actually we don't understand what they're saying, but what it's a depiction of is they're, they're prophets. They're speaking, and so what you're in the spirit realm, you are amongst the largest population of prophets in the spirit realm and your son is not only your son he is that son that has that and you're going to impart what you carry to him but also he's a picture of your future and so what God's showing you is you're going deeper It's deep, cause the deep. You're going deeper and you're going to be amongst the prophets. This program, I prophesy this program, and your exposure, your profile is going to increase, just like a whale's profile is going to increase April through this. All right, that dream is is something to to anchor onto. Now, you know, what we don't see is more real than what we do see. Some people discard their dreams, the world does. They just think, oh, that was was pizza last night, but really, that's the. really that is the substance of the kingdom and that's what you go okay uh-huh. now I'm speaking it over my son's life and I'm just speaking it over my future because just as we've heard them creating futures and pathways here that's your future pathway and God wants that to increase all right and the, there's a prophetic language amongst those in the spirit realm in that pond as you call it I would call it a lake um, all right but in that in that uh-huh. you're in the medium of the spirit realm there and it, God wants to speak. I mean, there are other ways you could interpret that. It may may well be a Jonah experience, but I don't see that there necessarily, okay? What I do see is that, and and you may be, you know, when a submarine submerges, it's not seen for a while, but then when it surfaces and when a a whale's breach and when they spout, everybody takes notice. And it may well be that you're unsure. wow for a minute did you yeah yeah yeah. i'm
1: back there we go unseen Unseen. for a moment and then it dropped
2: okay so wow is there anything else you'd like anywhere else you'd like to go
1: i i just i just truly enjoy what you guys carry because like what you said god speaks to me especially through you know impartation from you guys and just stewarding it and um just the power of how God communicates through dreams. As you guys go around the world and interpret dreams, you know, people can get delivered in dreams. They can find out generational stuff in dreams. They
2: I've, seen see ma- I've seen major deliverance. I've, seen, I've sort of seen women riding like a snake when they're delivered out of a dream. And it Come wasn't on. her dream, it was her daughter's dream.
0: You know, things wow. like that.
2: And just the Spirit of God on that straight away. And the family set free. Uh, wow. this, this lady was from Papua New Guinea. Every time I see her, I'm the man of God. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> humbled. I'm like, what? That's like a man of God. You know, wow. but God, seen you God, God set her free. God set her free. You know, incredible. Oh. Uh, if I could remember the dream, I'd sh- share it. Um, but it was a, the breaking of a generational curse over that family. Oh. And she was writhing down the aisle uh, as true. I walked towards her, and she was set free. Oh, total transformation through a dream. But what I, what I would like to get through here this morning is this, or, or this evening for, you, for the guys in yeah. the States, <laughs> is, is that um, it's not just about dreams. It's not just about uh, the scriptures. It's, it's understanding that the kingdom has a language, and that language oh, wow. is, is symbolic. And if you can understand that when Jesus was taught in parables, not only to hide From those that didn't have ears to hear, but to teach his disciples, that's the language of the kingdom. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. so what that means is that God conveys the kingdom to people who would be despotic, who would misuse the kingdom, and He can use the language of the day or the the culture, no matter what that language happens to be, if He can speak to it through symbols, and He will do that. And so, the language of the kingdom is transferable and it's hidden you know yeah. you, you can't contain it because you can't say well you can't speak this language here we don't we, we forbid you to speak german or whatever you know, you, but because it's hidden it's encoded in a poem in a, in a vision yeah. in a dream in symbols and and the more we realize the power of parables and the enigmas and the puzzles that god gives us and we yeah. ask for the spirit of understanding to unlock them then not yeah. only do we get them in our dreams in our visions but God will also unlock the scriptures. And if you can do it in scripture, you can do it in, you know, this realm as well. I was going to say in real life, but in this realm, because Amen. the spirit realm is real life.
1: That's, that's what I love about you guys, because it's so funny. When I was first growing at, in this stuff back in the day, I would learn to hear God one way. And then it's like he totally switched it on me so I wouldn't be comfortable. And then I would learn to hear him one way, and then he would totally, like you said, it can be through the sea realm. It can be through the word. It can be through a dream. It can be through a a vision. And and that's why I just truly celebrate how you guys operate. I love how you flow because I can so relate. Like God doesn't want us to put him in a box in any direction. He wants us to unpack the parables. You know, sometimes God will tell me one word. It's like, Come on, Lord, can you tell me like 15 sentences and you give me one word and I have to seek that hidden manna like you said and dive into it and see what the underlying parable of that one word is. And it's the mysteries, like you said. Yes. The hunger, the pursuit, and and going after it.
2: Amen. That's so true, April. You know, often it's numbers, it's a song, it's a color, it's a name. Even every name has significance. Every name has meaning. You know, so even I believe that angels spoke into your parents' ear to name you. Uh, and, and if, you know, so I've had people complain when I've taught that. And they say, well, my name means blind. And I said, yeah, but that, that's still God. They go, well, how? Amen. And I say, well, the Bible says that we're to walk by faith and not by sight. And so God from the Amen. very beginning, you know, so if your name was Cecilia or something like that, it can mean blind. But, um, you know, it, it means that God right from the very beginning, Speaking so that you would be a person who walks by faith and not by sight. I mean, and we need to get the positive twist on anything that we see that p- potentially is negative. But every name, and if your name was Jordan, which means death or descender, hey, my name means death. Welcome, you know, death. <laughs> Realise this: that you are that you are the um, you are the cusp, or you are the transition or you are the barrier for people to step into the kingdom. God. You are the you are the, the vehicle. You are the one that the people travel through to become uh, kingdom sons. And so we've got to read God's insight on and in that name. So names, particularly in scripture, places, people, and even in our life. And so don't be spooky looking for things like this. But, you know, one lady left um, a meeting uh, down south in our own city here, and she was driving home from dropping off her daughter at work. And all these dandelions cross the road and they suddenly increased there was one two then there were thousands of them crossing the road wow. she'd never seen so many dandelions and she couldn't actually see the plants where they'd come from so the breeze had picked them up and they they crossed them and they crossed over the road now she's driving forward she's moving forward that means it's their future so she's moving into her future as she goes forward when you leave your home and your home is a picture of you because you are God's house. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 1. First Corinthians chapter 6 says you're the temple of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 says you're the temple of God corporately. And so yeah, you, as, you, as, as you leave your home, if you leave through the front door, if someone's greeting you at the front door, or so the front door's open, that means the door of your heart or the door of your mouth's open. Or if you're leaving that, it means that you're stepping into your future. So, as she's driving down the road, she's moving forward, she's moving into a future. These dandelion heads, you know, wow. drifting thousands of them across the road. What does that mean? That what is a dandelion awesome. head? It's a seed bearing pod, all right? And every one of those carries seed. And what that is, is God saying to her, Do you have a need? There it is. Why don't you start to speak here? And I've got yeah. thousands of them. I've got thousands of them. Do you have an erect? <laughs> do you like the people watching us right now do you have a need because we can step into that ladies experience by faith right now and we can grab a hold of one of those dandelion heads those seed pods oh. right now and father i grab a hold of healing for my family or for so and so my mother my brother my sister my mom my dad right now or, or my work friend uh, lord i grab a hold of that seed uh, for a mate, you, you said it's not good for man to be alone. Lord, if I'm looking for a partner, Father, I grab a hold of that seed. Lord, I grab a hold of the seed of no debts from the year of Jubilee, right? And i move Amen. back into my inheritance. Let, Lord, let me move into my inheritance and all that you have for me in the kingdom right now. Whatever your need is... There's a seed mm-hmm. pod. There's a word of God. There's a promise from God for you to grab a hold of. Let God illuminate that word so that you can grab a hold of it and that you may already have it in your heart. Chances are he's already got it there. And release it now through your mouth so that your mouth lines up with the word that he's put inside of you. And you are one Amen. man, one woman, and that's truth. And our angels go to work. Angels go to Amen. work. And so, Father, we thank you that angels are dispatched yes. at the speed of yes. thought, as the yes. speed of our words, and they are interdimensional right now. Father, there's more angels, that we don't see them what we do see. And yeah. so I thank you that you have you assigned angels, and every one of us has angels. Not only do we have angels guardian angels. Not only do we have angels as we come into God's presence, and not only do they come with us as we come out of God's presence, Psalm 91, but angels are here for healing. Angels are here for prosperity. In Genesis 24, verse 40, God sent a prosperity angel, and God sends angels ahead of us to prosper our way. But, you know, what does that mean? Sometimes that may be finance and riches, yes. Yes. But it also may be that the things line up and so the planets line up or the the, the, the connections line up for you ahead of oh. you right now. If you're looking for something to happen, Father, we thank you that you've sent an angel ahead like Genesis 24. Abraham's servant went ahead. Abraham released that angel through his words and God sent his angel ahead so that, so that the body of Christ, because do you understand that Isaac is a picture of the son, Jesus, oh. and he went forward to a Gentile world to bring rebecca back that that is the church all right the church hadn't actually met the church this is genesis 22 verse, and through verse 20 chapter 24 22 is where, where not, i could open this up but let me go just to genesis 24 he sends an, a, an angel and he sends the servant the servant's name is eliezer which means helper you don't find that out unless you read in genesis 15 So he sends the helper with the servant, or he is the servant, but we are that servant, and the helper's with us, and an angel. So you're not only now with the Holy Spirit with you, but you have an angel with you. And our role as sons is to build the kingdom and to build the kingdom's sons as well, to bring the others out of darkness into this kingdom that we share in, and -hmm. that we have angels assigned to us. The angel or the helper went with an angel, and the, the helper, the Holy Spirit, wooed Rebecca, the Gentile bride, on the basis Amen. of his testimony of the riches of the son who was back there with with the father, so Isaac, but also with a display of the gifts, so he wow. releases the gifts to, to Rebecca, right? and on that testimony and the working of an angel, it, it, the unseen angel there, and on that basis, she goes back to marry a man that she's not seen, just as people come to Christ, to marry Christ, a man I haven't seen, based on our testimony. Wow, that's powerful. Come
1: on. There's so much weight on that because I always laugh. People always call me Rebecca in the spirit. Somehow. I'm always and it's happened to me like 35 times i'm like all right lord i get the message <laughs> it's like it's just funny how god speaks no matter what in all different ways like you said it's that prophetic symbolism it can be through like you said the dandelions it can through people calling it forth people calling out your destiny it's Amen. powerful Amen powerful and, and how you uh man I just feel the glory really heavy Lord we just come in unity and I just release the glory over people watching right now and I just wrote down some words of knowledge and I'm gonna have Adrian agree with me before I forget to to even share them because man it's just awesome the revelation. So Lord we just I just seen it Achilles Hill. If you have a need a new Achilles hill we just command that to be made whole right now. We just thank you Lord that you're releasing it from heaven. Whoa! I've seen a rotator cuff. Lord, I just declare that rotator cuff—a new rotator cuff from heaven right now. All muscles, all tendons. I just seen uh, somebody that you, know, you went through a car wreck and your C four was uh, just. Uh, I almost seen like this huge trauma and like the vertebrae was actually just sticking out. So, Lord, we just command yes, in unity, yes, creative yes. order from C1 to C4 right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We curse those roots of trauma. Whoa. We command it off right now in the name of Jesus. We just command total alignment.
2: That's right. Total
1: alignment right Thank now.
2: You for alignment.
1: Yes, Lord. Thank you. I Thank seen you. a deafness in the left ear. We just speak against that mute spirit right now the lord said it was a mute spirit we just command it off your ear right now under the sound of our voices and unity and if you're responding to any of these words just type it in um just let us know if something's touching you um i've seen a dislocated hip so lord we just command creative order to that hip right now Whoa. in the name of jesus i command it to go in place you have knee pain because the hip is out of alignment Wow. I see right knee pain because the hip bottom alignment. And I've seen ulcers in the stomach. So, Lord, we just command unity, any ulcers yes. to shrivel up right now. We just bring the kingdom yes. right now. Whoa. Yes. We command right now. We curse that ulcer. And we say, yes. be gone. In Jesus' yes. name. And, Lord, I just come against diverticulitis. Right now, I just see a generational curse. We just break any generational curse of diverticulitis. Whoa. We just apply the blood of the lamb. Right now, we just speak creative order and unity. And unity over diverticulitis. We say that more. We just break that word curse from the doctor. Right now, we just break the power of that word. And Adrian, you release anything that you feel led to release.
2: Go for it. Father, I thank you for the words of knowledge being flying here right now. Father, I just speak Lamentations 3 verse 17 into being here. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. The word there, midst, actually means it can be the depiction of your inner being and your mind. So, Father, right now, the Lord thy God in the midst, and he shall save, which means he'll deliver you from this situation, and he will rejoice over you with singing. That singing Mm -hmm. is when he cried out on the cross, it is finished. And so, Father, right now, we we bring each and every one of those people with an issue. You know, the person with a Achilles heel problem, uh, Genesis 3, verse 15. Yes. He may bruise your heel, but you're going to crush his head, Father, right now. And we just invoke oh, that gosh. verse right now. We crush that ailment right now. The enemy might have tried to upset your walk. Uh, spiritual walk your earthly walk but right now father we crush his head under the under the blood of christ under the weight of the cross right now Mm. in the name of jesus and lamentations 3 verse 17 the lord thy god in the midst of thee is mighty he shall save he shall rejoice over you with singing Uh, and this actually describes three levels of joy in that verse if you pull it apart it is the joy Mm. of jesus death upon the cross It's the joy of him seeing what lies ahead of him, but it's also the joy of him seeing us share the spoils of the victory over the enemy. So, Father, we thank you right now that we are privy to your provision through the kingdom right now. Lord, and we thank you for each and every person watching this. Father, we ask a blessing, spirit of understanding to be released to them. Father, let them come to the word of God like never before and let them walk into their day. Well, I'm expecting you to speak without becoming spooky without becoming superstitious without looking for omens but let them be sensitive to when you do speak and when you do leave a sign and lord and when your angels are interacting and you know they, they don't want to draw attention to themselves because they're not meant to draw attention to themselves because people worship angels but father just give them a hint that you're there let that feather flow down Let let that yeah. feather fly up let that bird or that flock of birds unseasonal, fly through. Let, let that bird land on their bonnet. Let, let all those things happen that are unusual. Let that butterfly yeah. do whatever it does that grabs their attention that says, hey, something's going on here. You know, well, I thank you, Lord, for signs and seasons, and I thank you that you've called us for such a time as this and that yeah. you want to see the miraculous. And the the world is sick of listening to a religious gospel. Father, Come they, on. The, the proof and they want to see the substance They're of real. that which we believe father i thank you that you're raising the church to a place of revelation where it can step into all that you you've you, the provision that you provided for us let us not just camp at the cross because we've become religious but let us step through the door of the Come cross on. into the kingdom provision that you provided and father we release that here this morning and this evening no matter what continent you're in in jesus name Amen.
1: Amen. So I have a few requests on here for people want to see if you will impart dreams. (laughs) I should have known that, right? (laughs) Why did I not think of that one? Go for it, Adrian. (laughs) Father,
2: Father, I thank you that you have given us a dream life and there is an impartation that takes place. Your, your spirit will raise, faith will rise as you hear other people and their experience. So, Father, right now, we I release on behalf of Adam Thompson and myself, the authors of the Divinity Code, Father, and the, the unction and the authority and the, the the gift that you caused us both to carry, both different, but both complementing one another. Father, we, I, I release that gift to, to these people, Lord. I pray, Father, for dreams. And I pray, Lord, for Spirit of uh, remembrance, Lord, that they will be able to remember their dreams and be diligent to write it down. So when you go to bed tonight, put Mm -hmm. a pad and a pen next to your bed. And if you happen to have a light pen or a pen that lights up when you flick it, Amen. Even better so you don't wake up your partner. But, Father, I just thank you right now for dreams, a revelation through dreams for each and every person here watching this podcast. Lord, thank you for it. Lord, I thank you for April. I thank you for her husband, the technical guy behind the scenes here right now. <laughs> we thank you right now for this opportunity for every one of us to gather in this place and to hear of your glory. Father, spread your glory. Let revelation from your word spread. or let the revelation from the dreams and the visions that it be increasing father and release the spirit of understanding so that people would understand what they dream in jesus name
1: amen 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 Amen. this has been a blessing to you i just want to speak about sowing for a minute if you've enjoyed adrian's teaching i'm going to post up his uh place to sow after we get off the broadcast but i just want to speak like there's the word talks about you know seed and harvest and giving and i truly believe you know, that where you want to go, you sow. I don't know any other way to put it. So if you're hungry and you're growing, I know me and my husband have made sacrifices. As the Lord speaks to you, ask the Holy Spirit if you're supposed to sow, because it costs money to go to nations. It costs money for airplane tickets. It costs money for food. It costs money for gas to travel, to share the gospel. And I am I'm just asking you to, to do whatever Holy spirit puts on your heart. But I, I just remember one time and I'm just sharing this for myself, Adrian, cause it impacted me so much. There was somebody who went to a nation and they just come to take from the man of God. They just wanted to take, take, take. And God said, you're not going to, they're not going to receive anything because they didn't. sow and they didn't have a heart. They just came to take, yeah. take, take. And I, and I was like, Man, you know, and and that just impacted me because I've always been I've always loved sewing. I'm just that's just the way God wired me because I believe in the men of God and what they carry. But when when God showed me that, it showed the heart of the Father. You know, you honor a prophet, you get the prophet's reward. Amen. You know, and, and that's just so. If it's been an honor to you, I just ask you, no pressure, but just ask Holy Spirit. You know, I always want to give a chance for people to sew because it's about honoring what God's imparted to you and what God's given you through Adrian and parting. And I'm just, I'm just so thankful to have you guys on here and, and to be, you know, to see what God's doing in Australia and doing through you guys and give us a little update of of what's going on the next month or two.
2: So uh, for Adam and I, we actually have a tour starts in September in Australia. Uh, We are in uh, Sydney in the blue mountains Uh, In Hamilton, New Zealand, and on the Gold Coast here in Australia. And then we have a tour starting in October, going through into November in the States. And so we are in Lake Mary, Florida. Then we go to. We are also doing uh, a place in Florence, Alabama. And. there's another couple of other spots, but you can see those spots on the, the divinitycode.org website. You can see our schedule of speaking engagements there. So if you're interested in catching us, and we do interpret dreams publicly, but they need to be nice and short. Uh, Amen. They need to be something that you can relate to us in 10 to 20 seconds, you know, something really, really Amen. short. But um, any of those longer dreams, that uh, you can't do them publicly. All right? And so, Amen. But we do interpret, we do impart, and, and Adam Adam has an incredible mm-hmm. gift. Adam's been on here mm-hmm. before, and he has an incredible seer gift. I mean, yes. he really is in demand. Uh, he's in Italy right now, flying to Germany, I think, today mm-hmm. or tomorrow. Um, I, I spoke to him last night, and uh, he's having a great time, but he has an incredible mm-hmm. gift. And God's blessed us with the, with, with the both of us. Uh, we balance Amen. each other out. We are like... We are so different, but we enjoy uh, ministering together. We, have, we do have fun, and, and Adam is Amen. incredibly funny. Uh, I'm more the dry <laughs> one, but Adam's more the slapstick. Um, but uh, we, we do have a great, a great time. You know, Can you have fun Amen. in church? Of course you can. And uh, Adam has incredible seer gifting, calling out uh, people's names, uh, watching an angel touch people, healing. And last night he was telling me the lady had an issue with the back of her head. And she was totally healed last night. Amen. Uh, and they got come reports on. back uh, because he saw the angel next to her and he called her down. You know, he stepped out in faith. Ooh. Incredible things happen. And so if you have opportunity to come to one of our meetings in the States or Australia, you're most welcome. Uh, God Amen. bless you for our joining us. Yeah, God bless you. you. Yeah, but-
1: Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your revelation and, and just sewing into everybody that's watching tonight. I just want to thank you for responding to the invitation for doing glory stories.
2: Oh, it's my opportunity. Thank you, April for the <laughs> We and, love
1: and, you guys.
2: And maybe when the book is released, we can do it again.
1: Amen. Amen. I'd love to do it again. And, and when you, Guys, come back. I love to share stories from nations. I love the nations. I love oh. to honor what God's doing in the nation. So yeah, just reach back yes. out to me. I love it. It's yes. wonderful. Gosh, but I know. I, I, want, I don't want to take up your whole morning. I know it's morning there. But it is. It's
2: 11.23 in the morning.
1: Oh, man, it's going to be lunchtime for you. It's almost <laughs> 10 o'clock here. Okay. But
2: yeah, be blessed. blessed. I
1: look forward to hearing from you guys soon.
2: Thank you, April. get
1: his book. Get his new book. It's Bless you. Kingdom
2: Mysteries Kingdom. Hidden in Plain Sight. Kingdom
1: Mysteries Hidden in Plain Sight. So after you get off here, pre order his book because you'll be blessed by the revelation
2: that he carries. So, tell Adam I said hello. <laughs> and then see you, All April. Right. You. Uh, bye okay, bye now.
0: And everybody, that is another glory story for you. So I would just like to challenge you on the different things that you heard my guest talk about on the glory today to just get alone with God and ask Him to help you cultivate His presence in your everyday life and see what kind of glory story that God wants you to be a part of.